This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. It's 2024, and I'm always going to be a person who wants to have a fourth meal, or in my case, a third meal. I kind of skip breakfast. I always want one more thing after dinner, maybe something that goes in a different direction than dinner went for some variety. And I'll tell you what I love is magic spoon. I love cereal. It was one of the best parts about being a kid. But as I get older, I can't jam down all that sugar and carbs, especially right before bed. So magic spoon has all the amazing flavors you love, but with higher protein and less sugar. It's a delicious way to get protein. Use your favorite milk uh, or non-dairy milk and just eat a nice big bowl of Magic Spoon. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I love that peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs. Only 140 calories a serving. High protein, zero sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. I love crunchy peanut butter and a big bowl of whole milk. You know, I put non-dairy in my coffee, but I love whole milk in my cereal. So go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ham at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code ham to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. And thank you, Magic Spoon, for giving me my late-night snack after I've, you know, enhanced my appetite in some capacity. Love a big old bowl of Magic Spoon. Ooh-ah, that Magic Spoon. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G. 
all you gotta do is trust me. Jackson Maine, what are you doing here? Abortion is healthcare. I agree. Did you forget a little step to the intro? Of course you did. That's what bong ribs and taking a week off from recording will do to your brain. Standing six foot two, 299 pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's John Gabris. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur is a senior dog, not my brother or father, so don't stress to my guest or to any new listeners. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first time guest from li- the li- from Living for the Dead on Hulu, it's Roz Hernandez. Hey, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My guests uh, who are surprised by the intro go one of two ways. They either go like, okay, I'm sorry. I did not know what I signed up for or jump on with an E, brother. I, we, well, I'm obsessed with professional wrestling. Oh, I, I was love for it. a long time. Well, I was too. I don't follow it anymore. But I do love that show, The Dark Side of the Ring, where you uh, hear the dark side. Yeah, that shit men. is, that activates like, because that's like nostalgia and also fucked up stuff, which are like two things that I yeah. seek solace in, it turns out. <laughs> and also Peacock just, I, I don't know, they have some WWE section that has all these documentaries and all these. I just love it. I love, because to me, it's like straight man camp. It's like these just these, 100%. these personalities. They're so colorful and they're big, huge muscles and they're. Their dramas and their oh, I just love it so much. It's that's so real because I always I always said that because it combines the best and worst traits of both jocks and theater kids. It yes. ends up it ends up being like this. Like imagine uh, an, a, a a male acapella group who can bench three hundred pounds. You know, like <laughs> and then you have yourself wrestling, and that's and there's always been something fun about that. Even when I was a kid, I always thought it was crazy that they were all so buff, but they wore briefs. Like I, oh, like, I love it, and I, and I'm a speedo guy myself now. But like, as a you know, a little fourteen year old, like unsure of his sexuality kid, I was like, this is this is a weird layer that they kind of like roll around with each other in bikinis. And, I know. And oh, now in hindsight, so the, sh- the the rest pro wrestling is just giving everybody what they want. You want violence? You want buff guys? Like you like a- anyone could take something away from professional wrestling. Well, and nowadays they like acknowledge that it's a little bit like they they t- they acknowledge that it's scripted and yeah. like that people and and to me that makes it even more fun. It's like good, like whatever. We we now I can view this more as an art and like the fact that they don't actually kill each other, like that they right, all right. choreographed and well, then you can I, find I just, like a newfound appreciation for it too when you're like, wow, they. They just did this like twenty minute dance, more or less. I know, <laughs> like it's it's really sweet because the, they, even though they seem like they hate each other, they're the fact that they're not killing each other. Like these two macho straight men doing choreography for each other, to, <laughs> with each other, and they're like they like whisper in each other's ears. I found this thing on YouTube where they're listen. I ha- I've had a lot of time on my hands the past few weeks, and I. <laughs> I found these videos. No judgment. High and Mighty is a judgment-free zone. I have put in, I'm a 41-year-old man who's put in like 30 hours in the last two weeks on a video game. So I hold no judgment for you, Roz. Let it rip. What fucking sketchy-ass YouTubes are you watching these days? Well, I found this one where it's like times when you can tell that they're whispering in each other's ears. Uh, And it's a lot of like, are you okay? 
Like, it's so sweet. Or they like, they all these, I found this one where it's like they're different signals that they give each other. They like, like if they squeeze, I forget what it was already, but, but like, it's like, they like, uh, they, if they're in the clinch and like squeeze the back of their neck means throw me or like, whatever. Yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my it's God. So it's like establishing cute. kink rules. Like you show up and you're yes. like, okay, if I squeeze your neck, I want to be suplexed. <laughs> all right. Well, just make Hell sure you yeah. ask if you're okay. We got to do aftercare. <laughs> Exactly. I think it's hot. Yeah, I I mean, I am kind of vanilla heterosexual, but I can't resist two fucking huge buff guys wrestling each other, like rolling around. That shit always rules. And then they and don't get me started on the buff ladies. Dude, uh, oh, well, I was just literally Roz. That was my going to be my transition because uh, I was like, uh, and I again, I'm a traditional hetero, so get me fucking Rhea Ripley. You know, break my fucking neck for me, please. Like these when these women. They were sidekicks for so long, like Miss Elizabeth and stuff like that. And you yeah. were like, wow, a beautiful woman. She's married to this 70-year-old steroid cokehead guy. <laughs> and you're like, anyway, anything's possible. But now with women wrestling and not just like glow and gorgeous ladies wrestling, but like the uh, the new crop, I'm here for all all kinds of strong women body slamming each other. Turns out all the stuff I liked about men doing it, uh, add a dash of femininity and Uncle Gabrus is even more into it. does that make me uh uh, does that make me like sharing that information does that make me weird i mean we just met and we haven't even got to your topic and uh i shared that you you know what i literally spend my time talking about invisible dead people (laughs) like nothing's weird around here and and we know we know ross is a pro because you just did a Excellent segue for the podcast. Like, look at that. That's a fucking. You're, this is not your first rodeo. Uh, I didn't come here to talk about wrestling, <laughs> brother. Even though I spent I the last twelve hours watching YouTube uh, secrets of wrestling, I'm not here to talk about that. We're here to talk paranormal stuff. Uh, yeah, and that's because uh, you have a podcast and a TV show about said paranormal stuff, and that yeah. fucking excites me. Great. Well, that ma- that makes me excited. Well, where are you at on that kind of a thing? Do you believe in it? I I believe in it. I I I I'm of the mind that it would be small minded to outright say it doesn't exist. But I do think, in my in my opinion, I M H O. A lot of things that are attributed to the paranormal are misattributed, and I'm not yeah. saying that they're not. But I think the war and are the mur- has the waters been intentionally murkied? Uh, like, uh, has someone been adding misinformation? But I do think I'm also of the mind as someone who's you know dabbled in psychedelics. It's the human brain is very powerful too, and uh, powerful enough based on you know mental health episodes and shit that I've had. Po- powerful enough to totally. trick you, <laughs> like uh, totally to make you believe something that might not be true. So I've always also held that in my mind. Um, yeah, I do believe in like, and not that, and I want to talk more about this too. I do believe in aliens more than I believe in the ghosts and like the, and you know, uh, hauntings and that stuff. But that I still hold above like cryptozoology, like Bigfoot and, <laughs> and Wolfman and shit like that. Uh, this is how broad my taste is here at High and Mighty is that I've done po- episodes about all of those topics. But, uh, where, when you say paranormal, you, what, what's the world that we're living in there? Yeah, I mean that's all all of it. I mean psychics, um 
synchronicities, like that's like one of my favorite things to talk about is like synchronicities, like things happening in the world that is it a coincidence? Is it not? I don't know. Like but like I'm, a father and son who die on like the same hour and minute, 10 years apart, like weird shit like that. Sure. Like, yeah. That yeah. stuff that stuff always uh I've always dug that shit. I always my only counter argument to that is like, you know, so much stuff happens that isn't uh, that doesn't line up, you know. But oh, totally. But I I'm I'm in this camp. So would you are do aliens fall under paranormal in in your definition or is that like a, another world? Well, well I quite think pun that, intended, I guess. I think all of it at this point is paranormal. I think there's probably a time when like electricity was paranormal. Like there's it's just stuff that we don't understand fully yet and we don't have proof. So right. once we figure it out, like even when we have these hearings and and all of this recent news about UFOs and aliens and stuff, I'm like, well, it's no longer going to be fun if if they're like our neighbors. Then I'm going to start feeling self-conscious for all the T-shirts I have that have alien faces <laughs> on it. Like, I'm going to be like, is this offensive? Uh, like, yeah, they're going to be like, this is like racist. Like, our culture is not a costume. <laughs> like, <that. laughs> like it is, the mystery of it is what's so fun to me. I would say, generally speaking, my stance on the paranormal, which surprisingly is not that common in in the paranormal world is that I kind of like believe anything's possible. Like I'm open to the idea that I am just a human that does not have all the answers. I'm I'm open to anything being possible, but I'm skeptic first and foremost. I agree with exactly with what you were saying about um, a lot of things could be explained, you know, as other things. And I'm for me. I, at this point in my life, I'm like, it's more fun just as an outsider just to research this stuff and talk about it and see what happens rather than trying to prove what's real and what isn't. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't care. I just to me, it's just fun to to explore. And right. There's almost um, something powerful in like, I don't know if I believe this person, but they believe it. So now I'm not it's not just a piece of art that I'm watching that you know what I mean like yeah. whether or not I agree that this person is telling like because I listen to a lot of those like firsthand testimonials about like and then we 14 hours is missing and we were dropped in the same swamp or like yeah. uh you know and then I'm like I don't know if that's true but this guy this person seems to believe it and I guess that's part of its magnetism whether right. you know like kind of how you can get like caught up in a song you don't like or like even like a non-religious person, if there's like a good order giving like a religious speech, you can get like caught up in like the energy. And so someone just is like a true believer talking, even if I'm like, what? A dog man? That's not a werewolf? That's different? Okay. And then you're like, yeah. whether I believe that or not, I'm like, I got to hear the end of this guy's dog man story. Because you can know, like enjoy it as fact. You can enjoy it as like performance pieces. You can enjoy it as like... It's fun to overhear crazy conversations in public, you know, like there's like an energy to that. And if someone's going to sit down and go like, yes, this doll is possessed by my grandmother. Like, that's a fucking interesting chat. <laughs> at minimum. Yeah. At minimum. Well, yeah. That's what my podcast has been for. It's been about five years that I've been doing it. And majority of it is firsthand encounters with like 
I'll have on like celebrities or all kinds of people. And then I've also had people from paranormal shows. And then I have my listeners call in. And I've heard like all different kinds of stories. And my stance is always sort of just like, yeah, these people, they're sharing their experience. I wasn't there. So who am I to say it was real or it wasn't or whatever. But even if you don't believe it, it's still entertaining to hear these stories. Right, right. Yeah. And... And they mean so much to the person telling them usually too. Uh, oh yeah. And I know we use p- people use paranormal experience a lot to like j- explain a- explain stuff in their own lives or happenings in the world. Uh, I guess I guess that's part of the appeal of the whole thing is that it, it has to be more than just this world because it makes us less afraid of death that there's a chance that we're ghosting around and like living in the afterlife and bothering uh bothering people in the swamps of florida um it excites us that there maybe is aliens out there or that there's weird animals we haven't discovered yet um but well, at it's the... called the unknown for a reason that's yes. like one of my catchphrases yeah like that it's it's fun because we don't have these answers no and sometimes you'll hear people whether it's psychics or whoever that will say here's what happens when you die or here's who this ghost is or whatever. And I'm like, you don't know that. If you knew that, you why aren't you telling us how to solve every problem in the world if you knew these kinds of things? You don't. We're living people that don't know this stuff, but we're fascinated by it. And it's fun just to ponder. I like to have fun with it. Yeah. Have you had experiences yourself that you're like, I don't, I don't have. An I've had like for super this. realistic dreams when I was a kid that like have like not recurred per se, but like the imagery has been stuck with me since I was a kid, and it felt like a ghost or a dead person or a distantly connected person t- trying to tell me something. Um, I've had, I've had, I've like, you know, gone to the camping on shrooms trying to like you know experience like I'm ch- I chased it, I chased it a little bit. Um, but I've never really had, or else I would come out and you know I would come come swinging with like I I believe because I I did this. But you said you said something earlier and made me think of the phrase "open minded skeptic," yeah. which I think is kind of like I want to know about it. I don't know what I believe yet, but I'm not done hearing all the info yet. Like yeah, well I'm like let's try every possible explanation and what we when there's these things where we can't find an explanation that's what's really that's the good stuff you yes, know yes and even then it's like well maybe i just don't know the explanation maybe it's just something i yeah or maybe the explanation or... is something simple and it doesn't but like that doesn't matter you know uh it's that's... the journey sometimes you yes, know like yes. it's just fun but no. i um i i had had a lot of experiences in my life that i was kind of i i believed to be paranormal and as time has gone on i've gotten more skeptical and especially of myself i'm like i don't trust every damn word that comes out of my my mouth and i so i don't i i feel skeptical of myself however so i earlier this past year i shot this tv show which came out just this past october and um, it's called Living for the Dead on Hulu. And it's um, an all-queer paranormal show. And um, it's oh, me. Oh, the name makes even more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I came up with the name. Oh, it's, it's a good a name. Living for the Dead. 
So um, it's me and then and I do a lot of like the research on these locations we go to. And then we have uh, this amazing ghost hunter. And then we have this woman who practices African spirituality. And then we have a medium and then we have a tarot reader. And we all kind of like take different approaches uh, to try to get common answers. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's real cool. I want more it's people like to queer, check it out. It's like the queer X-Men of paranormal or something like that. Totally. Like every, and everyone it, has a skill set and shit like that. Yeah. Yes, we're we're like Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ghosty Spice. Yeah. I'm Research Spice. Um, well, we were put together. Um, Weirdly, no, the one no one wants to be growing up. <laughs> I'm Sporty. It's like, I'm Research. Like, get out of here, Roz, you dork. <laughs> I know, but uh, there's the people that put us together are the the producers of the show are um, the same people that did Queer Eye. So oh, it's cool. like Queer Eye with ghosts. Is that's uh, I'm here for that. That's a very funny. That's a very funny premise. And um, if everyone like you mentioned, uh, how did you get into ghosting yourself like uh, obviously obviously that's not something you can really fake the funk on just to get a Hulu show or a podcast <laughs> so like you kind of have to and you mentioned that maybe you thought you had some stuff when you were a kid but like do you yeah. know when you're like real interest because we all kind of I, I think a lot of people keep a light interest in it but what you got to go one step deeper to host a podcast for five years about it so I mean I love talking and I love podcasting and I wanted to do a podcast about something that I wouldn't get sick of talking about and um, I was like, I, I love talking about ghosts. I, I always yeah. talk I when I'm at a social gathering or whatever. I'm always asking people to tell me their ghost stories. And uh, and I loved reading about it and and watching those kinds of shows. And so then I just started doing it every single week. And, um, and are, then you I started... into, are you into spooky stuff outside of this sort of like scientific approach? Like, are you like, do you love Halloween or are you like Halloween's for kids? I'm into fucking ghosts. And, I want and... the real shit. Yeah, I, I want uh, the real, you know, skeletons actually don't get animated. Normally it's just a ball of energy. That is the, go- you know, like, are you like, <laughs> do you hate, do you like pumpkins have nothing to do with the afterlife or whatever? Uh, or do you enjoy the kind of like spooky goth elements of that shit too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I... I don't yeah, want to profile, I'm... but your last name is Hernandez, and based on every haunted house I go to in SoCal, <laughs> people, <laughs> Latino people seem to really dig uh, haunted houses and spooky shit. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. And we love the nun, that character. Which... Yeah. <laughs> I love her so much. I haven't seen the nun. I've only seen the nun too in theaters. That's how fucking weird. The movies are not great, but no, she... I can tell you that much. Yeah, she is an icon. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I'm. I love spooky stuff. And even when I say skeptical, like I'm not that nerd. That's like, wait a minute, skeletons. Like I, I really do like. Um, I mean, I'm trans, but I was a drag queen for a long time, and I just I love like the fun and the color and the costumes and the pageantry. Right. I love all of that kind of shit. So Halloween definitely goes along with that for me. And right, right, that makes total it, sense. But drag always felt like to me as a non-performer of it is like that feels like you get to have Halloween every time you host Bingo Night or something like that. Oh it's my like- god, that's me especially. <laughs> like I'm talking about ghosts all the time. I'm constantly wearing like silly clothes and costumes and ah, 
I eat candy all day. Um, (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? It's Halloween. Halloween You eat eat your cereal in the morning out of a uh, jack-o'-lantern with a handle on it and shit. (laughs) Literally, if I had the capability right now, I would show you my living room. It's like the walls are orange and a lot of the... The aesthetic is orange and black uh, in my living oh, room. Hell yeah. yeah! No, I'm like hot low ween. Oh hell yeah! Queen. That's what I. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like yeah. to hear. Yeah, but what I was gonna say um, was, I, I had some experiences this past year that I could tell you if you want to hear. That of course, were like undeniable to me, and I had a lot of experiences while shooting the show that I was like. Okay, interesting that some of the other people in the room are saying something, they're experiencing something right now, and I'm right here and I'm not experiencing it. So I don't know what that means, but for some reason it's just not, the ghost is not interested in me. I don't know. Move along, Roz. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Get lost, Roz. (laughs) But um, yeah, I had a couple of, especially when you have other people around like as witnesses it's really validating and yeah oh i'm sure i had uh i had an experience we were at this place called the copper queen which is a big old hotel in this adorable town called bisbee arizona and um the whole time we were there it was just nonstop things happening for different people. And and I was terrified. And they were putting us in the haunted room. Like, that's the other thing. I would watch these shows for so many years and I'd be like, you mean to tell me these ghosts are always going to perform as soon as the cameras show up? Yeah, right. But they really do choose, like, places that are so haunted. Like, that, that in our case, like, we were there to help the people that that uh work or live in these places. So so yeah, we did go to places where the the activity was very frequent. So and what was this place called the Copper Queen you said? Copper Queen Hotel. Oh, um, awesome. And so you went and you guys you stayed in a haunted room for multiple nights. Whoa. And bitches were getting scratched out of the blue and there was oh my god, so many things, so many things. But I had a couple of things happen to me that were like, okay, so one thing was we had the whole hotel to ourselves. Like this, this is a four or five floor hotel. It's like pretty big. I would say there's probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred or more rooms. And it was just us and our crew, like completely locked down in this place. And so all of the rooms were for us. And so there was some rooms where production was or or whatever but no, nonetheless if there was a room being occupied it was by one of us and i saw there was a a door open on a room and i saw somebody was in it because i could see their shadow moving around and i went over to that room to be like oh what's up and there was nobody in there and that was like pretty undeniable for me but then there was this one night where i was staying up super late because i was so scared i did not want to sleep that's the thing. I'm that was going to be my next question, Roz, and I'm glad you get into it. I was curious: Are you afraid, or are you brave, or is it like this? This is what the job entails, and I'll hell buck no. Up and do- <laughs> I'll run my mouth all day long until it's three o'clock in the morning, and there's nobody around but me and the ghosts, 
and I'm in a room and whether I think that the place is haunted or not, if people are telling me this is the room where the demon crawls into mm. your mouth and possesses you in the middle, like whatever, I don't even, if you're telling me that and putting that in my head, I'm going to be That's scared. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I just especially, to me, sleep is very sacred and I don't. I don't like to be interrupted when I'm sleeping. Call me crazy. That's but, a fair that's a fair request, yeah. Thank you. Um so I was staying up late with uh some cameramen and uh different people working on the show and we were all sitting in the lobby and uh and everyone was asleep. And we had a rule no no messing with each other, no like, you know, pretending no jumping out at each other or whatever. Just, oh, that's smart. I, I yeah. that's a great rule to set as one of three brothers. I wish I had that rule. Like, <laughs> well, so we're all sitting there and then all of a sudden I'm like looking at the staircase in the lobby and like a Keurig coffee pod just like was flying down the staircase and hit the ground and rolled on the ground and everybody jumped but i had seen it as it before it hit the ground and i was just like so stunned and all these guys for the most part have worked on these kinds of shows before yeah, and they're that's a not, good point the crew they're not I that phased by anything yeah. but they all kind of were like what the hell was that and so I was like, go up there. And they like went up the stairs and they were looking around and they were asking around and there was nobody there. And I don't know. I kept grabbing people by their shirts and being like, was that you like the next day? And nobody, nobody did it. Apparently. And it wasn't like it wasn't on camera. It wasn't in no, the show. No, it wasn't right? on camera either. So that makes it seem like even less likely that someone would do that. Then. Oh, that's the craziest part is that. With those shows, the ghosts, they don't get, you know, union breaks. You know? <laughs> so if we're setting up or, you know, whatever, we're eating a meal or something at these places, they're still doing their thing. And I believe that I saw two ghosts when we were shooting at these were two different locations. Um, and they were neither time the the cameras were on. And um, oh, which sucks because you're like, damn it, I want the I want this on the show, but um, you want you yeah. we want the crew to be able to enjoy lunch and dinner and shit too, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we were at um this place called Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which is like real famous. Uh, that's a fucking great horror name. Like that's a great name. She was Waverly Hills. To, yeah, she was sent. She was spent to remaining years in Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Yeah, she was never the same. <laughs> it's an old um, tuberculosis hospital, and it ha but it has like gargoyles like on the outside, and it's huge and it's real spooky. And um, and we were kind of like figuring out what we were gonna do. We weren't necessarily shooting, just sort of setting up a little bit of what. Where are we gonna go from here? And um, and I was like staring at a hallway, and I saw a, I saw somebody run, but they stopped running in front of like, in in my line of vision, they were running and then disappeared, mid run, and they looked like they had white clothes on, 
And they were running toward the room that is the surgery room. And so I'm like, was it like a nurse ghost or something? Was it like some kind of residual thing? Like they were running to an operation? I don't know. But it was one of these things where I'm like, damn, no one else saw this. And I don't, I I think I just saw a ghost. Oh, man, that's... That's heavy. Uh, so I've done some random unscripted shows in my in my career, and it's like I did like a stupid game show, but the crew was all people from Survivor. So they were yeah. like, they're used to like living in tents and shit, and like in mosquito nets and shit. And then I <laughs> I shot a, a travel show where I had to climb a mountain in Maui, and like the crew is like holding the camera, and there were these these people are so badass and have done. So I was curious, like you you briefly mentioned it, but. Are, they're not rattled at all, are, like because with the every time I've done a show where like the camera the cameraman team is o- always has like a layer of detachment. They're like, I don't know, whatever this fucking dumbass comedy is. He's got some beard. <laughs> he does some bullshit. Like I always think about like there's a f- uh, famous like sort of un- like everyone knows that the cameramen in the union on the Daily Show are all like, you know right-wing union guys like republican oh, union guys yeah. were like i don't know what the fuck stewart's always talking about over there you know and just like shooting uh-huh. hours and hours of liberal bullshit uh even <laughs> though they get in their car and go to like their house in connecticut or whatever but uh i'm wondering are these guys just like uh you know the sound person's like okay yeah let me guess we gotta fucking boom my uh, let's do uh room tone for the auras or whatever like are, are they or if with experience are they kind of like caught up in it and like and believe too or become believers like i'm just so curious about that the energy of a crew right well our one of our sound guys uh he worked on the osbournes like that that long ago like he's been in the biz doing so many reality that's like one of the first you know big reality shows um he he was super cool the whole crew was amazing and um, most of them had done those kinds of paranormal shows before. And just like with you, I love to ask people, like, where are we at on this stuff? I'm just curious how much right. you believe or whatever. And a lot of them were skeptical. So it was kind of fun when something would happen to be like, all right, how do you explain that? What? Well, uh, how do you feel now, Ernie, the catering guy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I was grateful for them because they they made me not as scared because I, I was really I mean, some of the situations I was in were so terrifying. And especially like sometimes I'd go into a room that was pitch black and they mm. would already be there just by themselves with a camera. And I'm like, how long have you been? This is the room where they say they used to wheel the bodies through in the, like for years and, and people say this has happened and that has happened and you're just standing there with a camera, like terrifying. So they're very- oh, I'd be bugging out. My, my frame would be like, like vibrating the totally. whole thing. Like camera B, please stop shaking, you fucking scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah, so they were, um, they were pretty, pretty brave, tough, guys but they were all fun and they i don't know we we had a good time with it but for the most part either way i think and oh and i think some of them too told me that they they just tune it out like they they there's they don't think about it they're just here to film and that sounds of, like a porn camera person <laughs> you know like 
No, I don't get turned on. I just it's work to me, you know. I just film it. I don't. I'm not barely know what's going on. You know, that's really funny. Right. That's such well, a funny crew example of like I just tune it out. Like I'm I'm a I'm a human C stand or whatever. You know. But I mean, like the paranormal thing. Right. They tune right. out. You know, they're which to me means they believe in it. They just don't. The, the thought they gotta of get it, that like, day rate <laughs> yeah, well they're fucking... doing a job I think about the animal people all the time that are like out here when there's crocodiles you know, doing these National Geographic things like how are you not looking over your shoulder nonstop? but these people were doing this with ghosts and I think that I mean, I saw a time or two they would have the camera up and they'd, they'd swat at their leg or something and I'm like what was that? <laughs> what did you feel? <laughs> Tell me. Hurry, yeah. Hurry, hurry. Uh, yeah. The animal photog- animal uh, videographers and photographers have always appealed to me. I know they shoot on like super long lenses so they don't have to be close all the time. But you see those things where like a person will like build a cabin, cover it in snow and like stay in it like quietly for like eight days to hopefully catch like a snow leopard that normally takes that path and shit. And I'm like, oh, that commitment God. is fucking and i know there are hunters that do shit like that too but the idea of you're doing it just for a photo is a little more appealing than to kill and eat it or kill and turn it into a rug or whatever so oh my god there's this hot guy i follow on instagram who's australian and he um he does that for a living and he just like he posts videos of himself with like his his australian like uh, Steve Irwin outfit with like short his like short shorts with like his muscles hanging out, and then he'll just like be sharing his pictures. I'm like, I, no offense, I don't want to see the pictures right now. Like, what are you doing? I don't give a fuck about the alligator. Let's see those quads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk to me about these thighs, honey. Uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit about the fucking uh, animals. I'm here for the the most dangerous game of all, man. When AG1 asked to advertise my podcast, I said, I can't. I only drink AG1 on days that end in Y. <laughs> Up top, baby. That's right. For the last couple of years, I've been drinking AG1 every day. No exceptions. As a matter of fact, when I travel, I appreciate it even more. One little scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel ready to take on the day. Each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's so simple. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm trying to add more healthy habits, and AG1, it works wonders for me. I like to support my brain, gut, and immune health, so uh, with vitamins, probiotics, nutrients from Whole Foods, just like my nutritional insurance, I know I'm covering my bases right from the start of the day. Not to mention you get down, you know, 12 to 16 ounces of water with that. Got, you know, if you've been sleeping, if you're doing it first thing in the morning, it's been a few hours since you've had any fluids. So, boom, start the day off right. Adaptogens, antioxidants, whole food sourced and nutrients. Bam, dude. What a way to start the day. Before I even have my coffee, I have my AG1. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash mighty. That's drinkag1.com slash mighty. D-R-I-N-K-A-G, the number one. 
dot com slash m-i-g-h-t-y Raz, you mentioned as part of paranormal activity or paranormalism or whatever uh the paranormal yeah um esp or um mediums and uh you mentioned a medium uh-huh. and i'm very curious about that world because that that starts to get into the, like believable to i and i mean i know no offense to the profession seems like a good place for charlatans and grifters to end up Hell but I, yeah but i do think again like the human mind is one of those things like when you refer to the unknown things that come to mind when you say the unknown i uh, for me using real like things proven to be real outer space underwater the human brain there's just so Ooh, much unknown yeah. about those three things like i feel like there's like a par- like some stupid like witty slogan like we only know 3% of all of them like we only understand 3% of our brain the ocean is when I heard a fact that the ocean is as undiscovered as space and that fucking rattled me. Like there's probably animals we don't know about and fucking whatever else we don't know about deep in the fucking ocean. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's why I think aliens could be in the ocean. Do, there are for based on the couple of alien heads I had on this show and over the years, that is a theory that that like Atlantis, like the myths of Atlantis are not myths, but legends of like aliens that are now still living underwater and then that when we see ufos in the sky or i forget what the new term for them is like uap uap they are like could be coming out of the ocean and taking off like leaving like running errands from the fuck because they're you know and i'm like and then also i've heard recently from some other paranormal shit i like pay attention to that ghosts aliens uh bigfoot all that shit could all be justified under parallel dimensions or like you know and like we're glimpsing through to a different like to you know the multiverse shit which is like weirdly that theory is popping off as it's in every movie and tv show right now so i know chicken or egg baby um but where do you where do you stand on that i I know you said one of your co-hosts was a medium where do you like uh, how is that? Have you? Do you have any experience? Did you ever go to a psychic? You ever go to a medium? You ever feel something? One of those impulses yourself, or something like that? Oh, baby, I got so much to say about this topic. <laughs> I well, I there's um there's three people with medium abilities on the show, and then the fourth identifies as a sensitive person that you know, sort of has a touch of that. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sort of a stand up and I, I I like research. (laughs) You're like, okay, cool. Well, you hang out with us. Uh, You're a medium. I'm sort of an extra large. (laughs) I think I'm like, uh, I have really good intuition and, um, like, I feel like I'm pretty good at not getting burned a whole lot. Cause, but I, but I wonder if so much of it is just from getting burned. Like, uh, well, like from... I feel like comics I know that have like some life experience that aren't like you know uh, straight out of college becoming comedians or whatever. Like I always find that they have solid bullshit detectors and and a yeah. kind of and a kind of anthropological understanding of the fellow 
human from you know trying to write jokes and observation and stuff like that. Totally, and, and reading for, the room, you and know, reading the and, room, and then also like overthinking situations because you're trying to mine it for like another bit or something like that. So I feel yeah. like that lends it to sort of like a human research. Like I, I always say, since I was a bartender and a comedian, and a comedian. I really have like an understanding of the human bo- of human body language and like en- yeah. and group group energy and stuff and like I feel like s- some of those skills could be considered sensitive. I like that phrase. I've heard that before. I've I've just recently learned about someone who considers themselves a sensitive. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people that charge people as psychics that they they are good at body language or context clues or yes what, yeah and you know maybe some of these people have both i'm always here to entertain why can't both things be true maybe there's people that really can tune in to something otherworldly and they're really good at reading your body language and, and if they're whatever. really good at context clues and reading your body language and wh- what distance is that from like not to like disparage anyone who is an actual able to communicate with uh you know extra uh extra sensory or whatever but that's in the end doing the same thing right like if you're not a trained masseuse but you can get the knot out of someone's back like <laughs> you know like that like like yes it run you run some risks but it, it feels like in the end what does it really matter in totally. the end, does it really matter? I guess I just accidentally yes. said like an Evanescent song or whatever. Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh, Lincoln Park. Thank you. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, well, and also, I've been to well over 100 psychics. I have Whoa, spent money okay. on them. I have a lot of friends that are psychics of some sort. I do this real shitty thing that reminded me when you said masseuse because. You know, when you're friends with somebody like a masseuse or whatever, and you, it, there's always that temptation to be like, could you just see, you know, it's kind of a shitty thing to do. But or if someone's a doctor to be like, hey, I have this mole. Could you just whatever? I always feel like it's just doctors and comedians who get asked to do their jobs at parties. Oh, Roz, you're a comedian. Tell a joke. Oh, uh, Dr. Dr. Roz, you're a doctor. My see, but I do it retrospectively. Yeah. So what I do is I say, hey, listen, I can't help but notice you've been laughing a lot. And I am a comedian. I usually get paid for that. So since you've been laughing, we won't have a problem here if you just do a little reading for me real quick. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And so I shake them down. <laughs> you got yeah. it. I have shake you... down these psychics. Are you, and if this is too personal of a question, you don't have to answer, are you seeking out any specific information from these psychics or are you just enjoying the ride? Are you there as like a tourist or have you had any experiences where you're like, this this freak is correct. How No one knows that or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I always want that because right. to me, that's just, I don't know if it's entertainment or whatever it is. It's, it's just objectively really a fun. rush, whatever gets you there. Yeah. It's like the same reason we love magic tricks. Right. It's like a magic trick, but first of all, it's about me, so that makes it even more fun. Yeah, for us um, self-centered <laughs> ass comedians, that hits even harder. Yeah, <laughs> a magic like, trick, I, but I'm the trick. Hell, yeah, fucking, I, bring in a you crowd. Know, I, these people I've paid to give me readings. I just want you to talk about me. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, 
yeah, I, I, I personally, and that's the thing that's that's unfortunate a lot of times with psychics is that um, people go to them for real serious stuff, hoping that they're the ones that will have the answer. Um, and for me, the only times in my life I've done anything similar to that is if I'm like, this is like my third opinion on this, where I'm like, should I move to this apartment or whatever? And right. then I'm already like weighing out everything. And I'm like, I'm going to go to a psychic. And if the psychic brings up the apartment, then we know it's happening. Right. Um, cool. But I just, I don't know. I think it's, I also think it's like kind of unfair to that psychic to like put that, like they are just humans and I say this in defense of of the possibility of people being actual psychics. I just think that <clears throat> if they had all the answers to everything, then we would worship them like gods. Like, honestly, right. world leaders would turn to them for everything. Like, I just don't I don't think it works that way. I think that more than the rest of us, they are able to tune into certain things. But I think that we all can tune in to something higher than us or above us or For I don't sure. know the way I look at it is I compare it to a sense of humor often which I think everybody sort of has some kind of sense of humor uh, some people not very much some people are just born with being funny and you can work on it and you can you can get better at it and you can also do it for a living, but if you do it for a living, people expect you to be funny 100% of the time. Right, and right. you're not always funny 100% of the time. It's just not, that's not reasonable. Right. Uh, nobody is. So, I don't know. I, I have a lot of empathy for psychics because they put up with a lot of shit and a lot of people just think that Well, it sucks. It's, like, it's a job like a comedian that a lot of similar. bad people ruin. Yes, totally. Like, like where you're like, people are like, you're a comedian? Oh, in this time. And I'm like, well, no, no, I'm not one of like those kind of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not that successful. I'm okay. Like, uh, but I can imagine if you're like a psychic who believes in themselves or is, I guess that that sounded like re re reductive, but a, 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 a true psychic, someone with true psychic capabilities, you're, it probably sucks that there's a, a hundred thousand people out there fucking undercutting you. Oh, uh, totally. And with any of this stuff, it's like, how do you actually prove it? Like, and how, if psychics, what if would psychics were real, like you said about like world leaders would go to them, the real reason we would know that if if psychics had like that level of power, the military would have them all. Which apparently they have at times. I don't yeah, know. You know, and that, well, they did. They did famously those studies. Uh, I think it the book turned into the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats with George Clooney. Yes. But it was about they yes. like took psychics, gave them like LSD, were trying to like see if they could like, you know, move shit with their mind, uh, co uh, communicate, um, astrally project uh, and then go check out the, you know, do reconnaissance in astral projection form and stuff like that. And all totally. that shit intrigues me and all that shit intrigues me. It's I I'm, I'm like very into it. Like, I think it would be fun to like meet a bunch of people who claim they are. But I would have a little slice of guilt if I like burst their bubble in any way. But I also couldn't stand by and not 
you know, my fucking wise ass bone couldn't go, couldn't not go off. You know, I'd be like, oh, you guess that I have a dead dad based on my fucking fact that I'm a comedian and I am crying already in here. <laughs> I know. I um, That is a lot of what this, this experience uh, this past year was with me was like they would say, oh, there's a man who seems like he's in his 20s. He died in a however way and in this room or whatever. And then I'm like, Okay, I'm not saying that that's not true because I don't know. But let me go dig into the archives and let's see. And then there would be times where it would line up and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Oh, I don't, cool. You know, I'm, I think it's kind of, I think it's fun with something like the paranormal where there, it's pretty much impossible to ever have concrete answers unless we capture a ghost and put it in a cage and every single person is able to come visit and interact with it no matter what people are it doesn't even matter we've never like society just can't agree on reality in any capacity anymore i mean it's going to be the undoing of the fabric of humanity but in the meantime like we can have an alien saying like hey i'm from mars my name's gary or whatever and people are just (laughs) not going to fucking that fake you can fake that with AI. That's a puppet. Totally. Look at that. They think Hillary Clinton is a fucking puppet. You know, like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like everyone, everyone believes whatever they want to believe, and you can just find evidence to support it. Yeah, that, which kind of makes me think, like, fuck it. If you're getting something, like, because, like, for the example I think of for when I think of psychics is my mom is a kind of, in you know, she's an Italian uh, widow who was born in the uh, late fifties, so. She's got a little Catholicism in her bone. She goes to church every Sunday. But when my dad died, she started seeing psychics and mediums to try to communicate with him. Mm. And I wanted to be like, because I love to call out the hypocrisy of everything. And really, and I'm like, oh, little Miss fucking Catholic is going to go to. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if are these people like hoodwinking my mom or whatever? And I'm like, I'm getting like stressed. And then she's like, well, I think I did actually talk. And then I was like, well, maybe this is good as long as she's not like addicted to this or something. Like I, I waver as to like, uh, even if it is fake, it seems to make so-and-so happy. Maybe that helps. Totally. But if they're like losing all their money and being like, that's fine. The psychic said, I'm going to hit the lotto soon. You know, I just got to play the number six, eight, 41 or whatever. Then you start to feel like some intense guilt and shit like that. Yeah. I think it can bring people comfort. And um, I mean, I've, I've done it just, yeah, for, I've tried to talk to dead loved ones, and I've also, you know, the little things that they tell me, I'm like, yeah, sure, like, that feels good to hear, you know? Yeah, They're you're not- like, maybe, it is, maybe it's not specific enough to be like, that's definitely Uncle Jeff, but maybe it's just like... <laughs> That is something Uncle Jeff would say. And then that right. just feels good enough, you know? Like, they're <laughs> not, they never, ever will be like, yeah, Uncle Jeff's saying, you fucking suck. Right. And <laughs> he he see, hates Uncle you. Jeff seems angry. <laughs> Uncle Jeff hates you. They never do that. They're always like, oh, Uncle Jeff's waving. And I'm like, Uncle Jeff did wave. He, he did have hands. <gasps> right. I remember now. I loved his hands. <laughs> Uncle yeah. Jeff. Yeah. But Catholicism uh, comes up constantly on my podcast because um, I grew up Catholic and and I find that there's a common thing with with people that grew up Catholic that I don't know if it's just you, these early ideas of 
something otherworldly exists. Um, and there's no denying that that is true. This this is actually Jesus's blood and his body that we're eating here. And don't ask questions. It's real. Like, I don't know, putting that those seeds in my head maybe have made me from an early For- age be like, oh, okay, maybe there's things that just happen that are miracles or are invisible or angels or whatever. Right, Roz, you're you're saying something uh, really funny, like very clear now. Like we grew up, I grew up Catholic as well. And Catholicism says there are no ghosts. There are no blah, blah, blah. But they do say there are angels. There are demons. There's a guy who comes back to life. He's got 12 friends that he, he can turn fish, uh, two fish into a million fish. He could turn swords into plowshares. He like, yeah. you know, all these. And you're like, Mary huh? got pregnant. With yeah. Like, any, oh, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, there's probably a million like legitimate explanations for everything that happened. But it's just really funny that like, I guess being a young Catholic makes sense because you all you're hearing about is like, I mean. In Catholicism, God is in three parts. The mm-hmm. Father, the Son, and the fucking Holy Ghost. A, yeah, ghost, is, ghost. a, a ghost is in the Trinity. Like yes. Catholicism's like, I don't know if ghosts are real, but you have to worship one of them. <laughs> like, yes. okay, chill with yourself I never, there. I forget that he, the three, he's like uh, non-trinary. He's, uh, <laughs> he's... <laughs> The the original gender fluid. Uh, uh, why do, why am I thinking this phrase? Trinary January. It's where you try hooking up with non-binary people. I love it. I'm all for it. I'm here for it. That's a great New Year's resolution. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that at an early age, you get you you're like, oh, extraordinary things are possible. Um, so, okay, what else could that mean? Right? I, I mean, it's like a gateway into, like, comic books. You're like, Jesus was a superhero? Like, uh, let me tell me more about Wolverine. Totally. You know? <laughs> and I just think um, a lot of Catholic people do believe in this. Because there's also, like, demonic possession. and Right. Exorcism know, and all that shit. Priests having, like, the power to, of power of Christ compels you. They can give you God's flesh incarnate uh, transubstantiated they can Hell absolve yeah. you of your sins these are like weird kind of like psychic invisible powers. things you know yeah yeah and uh a lot of like modern paranormal theory has come from ed and lorraine warren who the conjuring movies are based on and they were super catholic so a lot of their beliefs are demons and like prayer and all these Catholic-y things are what gets rid of these these right. demons that that are attacking people's houses, and um and it's so always I, funny they always speak English. I mean, I know it's because of movies, but it is funny that <laughs> I'm sure like it is funny. It's like, don't worry, saying Catholic prayers in English will get this demon away. It's like, how the fuck do we? This demon could be from another world. It could be at least from Brazil and only understand Portuguese or something. Like it's crazy to just be like, no, it could be Jewish. Like it might be like, ah, the prayers don't work on me, pal. I, yeah, you know, nice I'm, try. I'm a non-practicing Jew ghost. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah live your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, uh, Ross, 
this has been a real fucking pleasure. This is how a sign of a good episode is that when I look at the clock and it's been an hour out of nowhere. It's over? Yeah, dude. I, unless we want, did I, did I, we not get into, we'll get into plugs now, but did we not get into anything that you want to, uh, any other uh, anecdotes or any, uh, you know, angles you want to go off on? We, we have time no, if you want. No, I mean, I talk about this stuff constantly. Well, if people I... want more anecdotes and shit, look at yeah. this segue. Look at this segue. I, th- I got it too, Russ. Uh, if people want more ghost info, like we're not going to give it all away for free here on High and Mighty, get your ass over to your podcast, which is called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. Am I correct? Yes, it yes. is. And there's like, there's so many, I mean, again, five years of conversation. So there's like really all kinds. I would say the past like two years, it's been very comedy heavy, which I've been having the time of my life with. And I've been having a lot more comedians on and um but i don't know if you go back through the the years there's been so many different kinds of episodes and um cool tons of different i don't know just just look through you'll enjoy maybe you'll find somebody on the feed that you recognize and enjoy i had kristen stewart on a a couple months ago which was really cool yeah um and then uh i love her i do too (laughs) uh i will i would love so deeply if people would check out living for the dead on yes. hulu and if you live in other countries it's um most countries it's on disney plus and um came out during october which is like kind of this past october was kind of wild with like the strike and whatever um but it's it's like a super different approach to this kind of thing it's very fun and funny and colorful and i mean it's if you look at the poster, there's me right there in the center, a Latina trans lady in high heels, ghost hunting. Like, there's never been a reality show. Latina quite like this. Uh, trans lady in high heels, ghost hunting is one of my Pornhub search terms. So I can't believe the show hasn't popped up yet. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> very specific. Uh, you, um, the way you just laid that out is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it's a it's a different kind of show, and and I want people to see it because it's a different kind of concept. And I feel like um, you know if we support different kinds of concepts of different shows and diverse casts and this sort of thing, it only helps us all to to have more kinds of shows like this. So, yeah. Um, so so I'm let's just see to if get let, the word out. let's see if we can give uh, Living for the Dead the high and mighty bump and. But uh, And also, whatever you're listening to this episode of this podcast on, take your phone out, whatever app you're in, and just search Ghosted by Roz. You probably don't even have to get to uh, uh, the Z, Ghosted by Roz. By the time autocomplete, click subscribe. Eventually listen, but at least just click subscribe for now. Yeah. Let it rack up. Give, give, give us the numbers. Give us the juice. Don't be afraid. Uh, thank you so much. No, thank you for coming on, Roz. This was rad. I'm glad. And I'm starting to think, we have maybe been on a show together. Your voice sounds familiar enough. Did, I feel like we did a show at the Permanent Records one time together. Probably. Have you performed there? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming to you're tonight. tall. I'm assuming you're tall. I remember I am. you I'm being six tall. Foot one. Yes. Okay. So then it was you. Yes. You you know, you ah. cut a specific silhouette, kind of easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it was like, ah, uh, fuck. It was called like Uncle Gunpowder or something. Those two are very <laughs> funny like that. 
nerdy uh, sketch guys hosted it, and uh, and you and you ki- and you killed, you crushed. I remember. Oh, that. thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be there tonight, but it's raining, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so if you're in LA, check out Roz uh, live as well, and me. Oh yeah, and, uh, at Roz Hernandez on Instagrams, where all the dates and all the pictures of me are. Hell yeah, pics and dates, get them. Get him, kids. Uh, I'm uh, at Gabrus on all social media. You know my other podcast is Action Boys, a paid podcast, but check it out. And uh, please continue to watch 101 Places to Party Before You Die on Max. Uh, not a diverse cast, and but we still want to make more of them. So <laughs> let me and my hey, well, let me and my Jewish friend travel the country more again. <laughs> fucked up for you, the listeners. Thank you, and bye, shitheads. <laughs> That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. You're calm. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. (laughs) Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's going to pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. There's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.